You're listening to Chew on That. And here's what we're chewing on today. So every year, Gallup runs uh, what they call a global emotions report. And uh, last year's revealed that Americans are more stressed, worried, and angry than they've been in over a decade. In fact, Americans are more stressed and worried than almost any other country in the world. The only countries that rank higher than us are Tanzania, Greece, and the Philippines. L listen to some of the results from the, from the poll that they ran. 55% of Americans said that they felt stressed the day before they took the survey. 45% said that they worried a lot more than they don't worry. Uh, more than 20% of Americans said they regularly feel excessive anger. Both psychologists and sociologists agree that the state of America's mental health is not only unhealthy, it is unsustainable, that something has to break. In an article entitled America's Insomnia Problem, it was revealed that 65% of Americans are regularly losing sleep due to worry and stress. Chief among their stressors are healthcare, saving for retirement, student loans, mortgage rates, inflation, gas prices, credit card debt, and in the threat of a new global pandemic, American emotions are at a boiling point. And so I wanna talk about that today in a message that we're calling, Why Are You Worried, Bro? Hey, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. This week, we are discussing week number one. Yes. Week so it begins. Week number one of a, of a 10 week journey. Yeah. yeah. And the series is called No Hard Feelings. Mm -hmm. love it. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's, I, 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 here's what's interesting is, is even in the clip, it's, he's, when he says, Why are you worried, bro? Uh, you didn't get to hear, it. there was a lot of laughing yeah. after that. <laughs> it's <laughs> just like the way Pastor Sean said, Why are you worried, bro? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why are you worried, bro? You would, Why you, you would say it exactly in, in like the that. Room, in the room, his yeah. posture changed and everything. It's yeah. like, yeah. in a message we're calling, and then his yeah. shoulders shrug. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you worried, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I'm really looking forward to this series. And I I actually really like that it's going to be 10 weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, we're sitting here just having a chat before we get started. And like, there's so many different complex emotions that we feel as humans. And I think sometimes we can blanket statement them with yes. like one thing or, uh, but there's a lot that's going on and it is worth having a conversation about a biblical conversation about and looking at it from the lens of scripture. So I, I can't wait. Yeah. I, I, I dug this series a lot. I, um, I, I did take a lot of good notes and there was something, mm. some of the clips that I was like, yep, I, I definitely wrote that down. And that saying he said, and things like that, because, um, uh, you know, I could be a worrier, you know, um, I, 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 and, um, worry can be something that I can definitely dive into, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, yeah. and fall right into it. Like, how'd I get here? You know? So, um, so when so, you, when you identify worry in your life and you talk to yourself about it, do you say pastor Dallas? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I just, or do you say, Hey guy, Megan, <laughs> because I realized we didn't introduce you to, oh, oh yeah, no, yes, yes, okay. yes. We're here. Well, yeah, and you, and then as as we were going, um, I was thinking, well, do do we have to do introductions? And I'm like, well, yeah, because like there could be one person. This is their first week, and they're yeah. uh, you'll be 45 minutes. In, like, new, who are these two other people? We get people? new listeners all the time. So in case you don't know, I'm Megan. I'm Dallas. <laughs> there you go. Cool. So we're good. All right. So worry. I you know the 
I thought the intro, and for the last several weeks, we haven't really had intros. We've had 10 second, uh, right. <laughs> 10 second bits. And we had, we had a lot of meat on this intro. Yeah. Um, but I also felt like starting the show up was, um, almost, it was tough. Cause like yeah. the stuff that was being said in that intro are, those are reality and they're yeah. not, it's not necessarily, uh, great news. Right. Yeah. To, I mean, there are some things that I love that America's number one in, um, right. but mm-hmm. like that, I don't really think that that should be a badge we wear. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anyone has a, a plan to get us out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there's, this isn't something you can look at to our government to solve. This isn't something that you can even go to a, expect a certain denomination of church to, to resolve it, it yeah. for our country. Mm-hmm. This is, these are individual battles that yes. that's, yeah. uh, where do you start? Yeah. I mean, l- to keep going off of that. It's like, there's no doctor that can fix it. Yeah. And, you know, I think we do tend to kind of look like, well, what are they all going to do about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when we're asking what somebody else going to do about something, it's usually something that we need to do ourselves, right? Yeah, right. Um, but I, it, I totally agree. I think it is, it's a personal thing and we're going to, we're going to dive into it, but yeah, lots of thoughts. Starting the series, I, I, I'm, per, I'm, posing a question that maybe at the end of the 10 weeks we can answer or we subtly answer in small bits and pieces. But if all of those things had changed, if our, if our, uh, playgrounds and play things change, Mm -hmm. are we still who we are? Are we still the country that is depressed? Are we still the country with the most anxiety Mm -hmm. with the most, uh, medical ailments due to it? Yeah. If, if all of a sudden we all had universal health care. Does, does that, are we still the same? Right. Is it an actual circumstance and playground mm-hmm. problem or is it us problem? Is it the playmates play things and playgrounds that we're playing on? Mm-hmm. Are they the cause of our, of, of, of our, of our, of our current, and I guess situation that we've had for decades. Right. I feel like if, if you let worry win, you'll find worry in everything whether you fix, adjust, or move things, you can. If you change the playground, play place, and play thing, you're still gonna be like, yeah, but I can't. But what about this? But what right. about this? this? But what about and, this? Yeah, and so it's interesting that America deals with it the most, especially when we just had a global pandemic mm-hmm. that g- affected us globally. Uh, it's interesting that we're dealing with the most. Um, you know, does it surprise you? No, I, it's funny because I, I I had someone remind me that, you know, we are one of the youngest countries. Mm. And so like, you have to think about it like as, like as age, like maybe as a country, we're like the teenager of the world. And we're like, you know, we're still maturing mm-hmm. and figuring things out. So I don't, maybe that's why we stress is yeah. because, you know, we're like- We're angsty teenagers. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> we're like a 15 year old in comparison to everyone else. Always listening yeah. to our, our headsets yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be the, trying to be in charge, yeah, the know-it-alls like and all that stuff. And so, I don't want to go to grandma's this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be that, you know, and so, but- um, but yeah, I do think we'll, if, if we allow it to, we'll find worry in anything. That's true. We'd find worry in this podcast, you know? And so I, I worry about what they're going to say, cause we're gonna have to chew on it. You know, it could be worry in anything, even as a listener. And so I don't know. I think, I think you can change it, whatever you want. If you, if you let worry stay in, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna find a new host, you know? You so. know, uh, I, I think this is interesting 
kind of looking at it from like the cultural lens where if you've traveled, gone to like Europe or um, honestly anywhere really outside of the US, there's a different pace to life. And I think that's one of the great things about like going to Europe. So I uh, studied abroad in France for a while and like you, life is slower and it's it's um, a lot more purposeful, right? Like they take a two hour lunch break and they go sit out in the sun and sit outside even in the winter. You know what I mean? So like life is just slower and uh, a lot less stress. So do they deal with all of the same things maybe that we do here in America? Not necessarily. Cause like they, they've kind of, um, found ways to slow life down. Uh, we're here in America. We're all about like the faster, the, the better, mm-hmm. right. Um, we work ourselves down to the bone and, um, rely a lot on like what our career is and wh- who it tells us that we are and, uh, keep, just kind of keep running like as hard as we can against that wall. So it, it makes sense that we hit the wall. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. And the answer, I, we don't have an answer for it right now. Right. I, I, I want to examine that question in 10 weeks. Yeah. Or maybe we don't examine the question directly, but indirectly with everything we say. And maybe mm-hmm. maybe we think differently in 10 mm-hmm. weeks about about not only our current circumstances, but the circumstances of uh, the people around us. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for... I, I Anytime pastor says he wants to do series that are like longer than eight weeks, I know that it's going to have a lot in mm-hmm. there. And by a lot, I don't mean like heavy stuff necessarily, but mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, l- Movies that are a little bit longer mm-hmm. uh, than television shows tend to be able to examine and explore the characters more. Yeah. yeah. And there's not to say TV shows aren't any good at it, but they don't have, they got 23 and a half minutes where movies will have two hours. So you obviously yeah. will be able to examine heroes and antagonists and protagonists and yeah. sub characters a lot more. And and that's when I hear he wants to do an eight to 10 week series. And I know that we're going to, we're going to get some more characters in it. We're mm-hmm. going to really get to, understand this story yeah. more. So I'm yeah. excited for that. Yeah. And I think it, it's, you know, he, what he said, we're, it's feelings is something we're dealing with. And so, um, you know, we're struggling with as a, as a nation, as believers, as people. And so I, I agree. I think if we can examine our feelings, yeah. um, then I think we can, we can navigate how to deal with those feelings when they arise. Cool. Learning how to handle our emotions is critical. It's crucial, not just for our emotional health, but for our physical health. Like extensive research has revealed that our minds and our bodies are linked. How you feel emotionally can determine how you feel physically. Like, like have you ever had somebody say to you that they're worried sick? That it turns out that that's not just a figure of speech. Uh, that emotions release hormones into our bodies that can trigger the development of diseases. Researchers have linked depression to an increase in both cancer and heart disease. Anxiety has shown a direct correlation to heart palpitations, irritable bowel syndrome, and massive migraines. Uh, the emotion that we're talking about today, though, that, that's my jam. It's, it's my go-to. It's my, it's my Achilles heel because I worry a lot. In fact, when I'm not worried, it worries me. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I love, I love that he brought the, the emotional and physical um, because that is the truth when you do not deal with emotions correctly. That sometimes 
And, and it's interesting too, because I think sometimes emotions get a bad rap where we go, ah, don't be emotional. And that's a way of people saying like, oh, just turn that off. But, but the reality is if we do not deal with our emotions correctly, it will affect us physically. And we can, and I, that was one of the things I wrote down is that, you know, I'm worried sick is not just a, a phrase. It's a reality. It's something that we are dealing with. And so we need to get our emotions in check. They need to be resurfaced or come to the top of the surface, because if we don't, it will affect us you know, on that more and more and more. And so I, yeah, so I love that he said that and the reality of that, because it is, especially, I think men are told this a lot, you know, that we need to get our emotions in check. We need not to be so emotional and, and things, but those are things that if we don't deal with can lead to really harmful things in our life. Wow. Yeah. And on the flip side, uh, a woman being emotional, like, like in a workplace is like, oh, well, you know, they're a woman, right? So, well, of course you're emotional. What is it your time of the month? Like you get comments like that (laughs) and that shuts you down. And, uh, one of our gifts as women is the ability to be nurturing and to have those types of emotions. Like that's, that's a gift that God has given us and it shuts us down when we get comments like that. Uh, I really relate with pastor Sean. Worry is absolutely my Achilles heel. It is the thing that has probably plagued me more than anything else in my whole life. It's something that I've had to deal with and, um, learn from. And what I know is that there's no like off switch. Like when you're really worried and like worried sick about something, Mm -hmm. um, you can't just like read a Bible verse and be like, well, I feel all better now because (laughs) I've been there and I've tried that and it just doesn't work. It's, it's almost a process. But if we pretend that these emotions don't exist or we don't have conversations about it, like sweeping it under the rug does absolutely nothing. And it's not going to really ever get get better. It'll only fester and it'll only grow in the dark. So, um, this is a great, a great topic. I, yeah, I, I think that all of the, I have a good feeling that every, every, every week, <laughs> these next 10 weeks are going to be, uh, um, really, really good topics. And hopefully for the listener, uh, we can give insight on things that we, that maybe none of us in this room on this podcast are familiar with. Yeah. Like I, um, as Megan was saying, worry, worries her thing. I, yeah. I don't worry. Like that's, there are some weird feelings that I just don't have. Mm. Um, I've never, I, I, I can't tell you of a time in my life where I was ever embarrassed. And I've talked to some special, like I've talked to people that are in the psychology field and they're like, that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I have never been embarrassed. Like mm. that when people describe embarrassment, that is, that's, I'm like, huh. Yeah, I've never, I don't, I can't remember ever feeling like mm. that. And worry is one of those two that I, uh, my natural, uh, my natural sense isn't to be anxious or, or worried, but that doesn't mean I'm, I'm more evolved emotionally, probably, I'm probably more de-evolved, devolved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have what the one, the, what you said, Megan was, uh, I just can't turn that off. Yeah. I have, I have emotions that, I know not everyone else has mm-hmm. that are amplified incredibly yeah. higher than, than, than maybe your, you two right. would be like, well, I don't ever have depression like that. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. and, and, but the, the line that resonates is the, I just can't turn this off. Yeah. And 
I tried that. I can't just read, like you said, I just can't, I can't read a Bible verse and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a real thing. So if you worry, it, I have to assume that someone's listening to this and be like, you know, I'm not that much of a worry ward either. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but you can pop out that that word and slip in any other word. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah. I know what that means to not be able to turn off your anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what that means to not be able to turn off your loneliness. I know what that means to. Mm-hmm. And so for the next 10 weeks, if, you, if you're listening to this, and like, ah, well, I don't know much about that word. That's not really uh, applicable to my life. All of these things are applicable to your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just have to change uh, the, the names and dates. Yeah. Like, I, like I say frequently, like our stories, all of our stories aren't all that far off from each other. We're, mm-hmm. the, the only the only difference is the names and dates involved. Yeah. You know, when 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 you you enter into a thought process like that, uh, not only do you get to see how other people live, and maybe uh, throw some insight in there, but also see how other people live and get a big heavy dose of what grace is. Yeah. See how other people live and 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 spark a teachability aspect mm-hmm. to you because I yeah. I've never I haven't lived your lifestyles, mm-hmm. but if I remain if I remain graceful with with how i how i take people that are warriors if i mm-hmm. if i if i have a lot of grace in that and a lot of love in that yeah. mm-hmm. all of a sudden i become teachable yeah on oh I, I might not be able to take all of this mm-hmm. but i definitely can take a little bit of what you said yeah. and i can apply that to my situation mm-hmm. and i think i become a better jesus person for it yeah and I, and i think that the the funny thing is even the three of us all had different uh thoughts and approaches on certain things. Um, and that's just the reality as people, we're different. And so I think it's important to know that, that even though you may hear one of us say, oh, well, he doesn't struggle with that or she does struggle with that, but I do and I don't, doesn't mean that you need to change you because someone else isn't that. I, I think mm-hmm. that can be one of the sources to hiding emotions and to hiding things is okay. going, well, these are believers, and especially for new believers, new believers, and you're listening, you, you have to understand that, you know, that we're all not supposed to deal with life the same way. We go to the same savior, but we don't, but we all deal with life differently. So don't hide things because you assume for the, for the sake of Christianity, I can't feel or think or be this way. And that's not true at all. That's not true at all. And that's a huge thing to to bring up that, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, as as a pastor, as a men's pastor here, I hear a lot of men's testimonies, and they won't, they won't, they will. They're very hesitant about actually getting to the root of why we're sitting down. Yeah. yeah. Because they're like, well, if I say that out loud, I'm you're gonna obviously know I'm not good, not that good of a Jesus person. Wow. Yeah. And that's like that's a real thing, guys. Mm-hmm. Listening, that's a. I can't tell you how many guys will sit down and we'll 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 kind of dance around what we're what we what we actually showed up for. Yeah. Because of the fear that mm-hmm. I should be further along. I shouldn't be mm-hmm. feeling these things. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. No, we are on different, we are all on different trajectories on different tracks. Yeah. I, I tell people this very, very frequently that, you know, dad, dad raises us a little bit different, you and I. Mm-hmm. He, he's disciplining us a little mm-hmm. bit different, you and I, dad, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, I don't always want to put my, my, shoe, my, my, my feet in your shoes and be like, oh, I, I understand because I don't. Right. No, sometimes yeah. dad, dad is, you know, we're, dad's raising us a little bit different. You and I, That's mm-hmm. awesome. but that doesn't mean that he's raising me better or you worse. Yeah. Right? right. And so that's, I love that Dallas. I love that you say that because that's, uh, has to be reminded, especially as we start this 10 week voyage across the seas mm. of feelings, you know, that, that you're right where you need to be right now. Yep. Problem is, is, uh, you know, 
if if you believe that sitting still is an option, it, it isn't. You're you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. Yes. Sitting still is a, is a delusion. Yes, that we think that if you aren't growing, if you if you as a listener, if you're like I haven't had like the Holy Spirit epiphanies lately, that's that ain't good. Yeah, you know it it might be fine for you, but it's not. I I wouldn't want that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider that good if yeah. I was grading out my own Jesus walk. Mm-hmm. When I have long stretches of not having those euphoric moments with with my with my father, mm-hmm. uh, I that I, I'm not pleased. I'm not. I can't. I don't give myself the satisfactory check mark mm-hmm. next to that box. So, good reminder. Good. Uh, yeah. Good overall talk. But fortunately. Jesus said a lot about worry. Actually, a big portion of his message, the greatest sermon that's ever been preached, the Sermon on the Mount, it addressed worry a lot. In fact, three times in Matthew chapter 6 alone, Jesus repeats three words, do not worry. Verse 25, he says, therefore I tell you, do not worry. In verse 31, he says, so do not worry. And then in verse 34, he says, therefore, do not worry. Anytime somebody repeats something three times, you do well to pay attention. And I think that he talks about it three times because he realized that there would be three days that the majority of us would worry about. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Why do we struggle with worry so much? Why would Jesus have to talk about it so much? Um, In the Bible, it says, do not be afraid 365 times. And I love that. There's... There's every day, do not be afraid, right? Uh, Because I think that we are, as humans, we kind of want to like be in control and it's hard for us to release those those reins to a God that sometimes we feel like is just so unseen to us, right? Like, God, I don't know where you are, so I I need to worry about this. Like, I need to figure this stuff out. And man, you can turn on the news and feel worried in a minute if you, if you really want to be. Um, but, but how do we combat that? I guess that's, that's the ultimate question, right? So, okay, this is all great. And, uh, you said you can't read just like one Bible verse and feel better. Uh, for, for me, I've learned that worry is not something that I can necessarily control, but I can focus on, on what I can control. And what I can control is my relationship with Jesus. And I know that when I'm closer with him and I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit better, and I'm just in this, this place, uh, I'm filled with peace. And, um, I realize that I may still have some of those emotions and, and some feelings of worry, but they do not have authority over me any longer. Uh, I realize that I actually have authority over, over all of that, right? Like Jesus came and, um, he brought light into the darkness. The darkness cannot, cannot overcome the light. So, so in that way, just remember that you have the authority over those like powers and emotions, um, that sometimes feel like they own you or they control you. Cause that's, that is not the truth. And, um, if you feel like that, you definitely talk to somebody, like get your Jesus, your Jesus friends around you and just confess it. Like Pastor Dallas said before, there's healing in saying stuff and letting it out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when 2020 happened, I struggled with a lot of worry. And I remember being able to 
just share that with my friends and, and get some good truth. And I, and I love that because it is, it's, it's, you, sometimes you see a different perspective. You just need mm-hmm. someone else's perspective from and go, oh, I didn't see it that way. Yeah. And so I think that's why we always kind of say, you know, choose your friends wisely because you want people who want to help you keep going forward in Jesus and not backwards and, and realize that like you got to lean on Jesus more and more now than you ever did. And so I think that's really huge too. I was, I was looking up, you know, it's interesting because you, you know, you said, you know, uh, do not fear or do not be afraid is 365. It's, it's found 365 times in the Bible. And Jesus says, you know, uh, do not worry three times. And so why is this? And I, it made me go to Genesis and, and, and realize that like, I think this is kind of one of the byproducts of maybe being sinful people wow. is fear. Yeah. Because when they when they did commit the sin, they said that instantly they felt shame and nakedness. <sighs> and one of the first things they did was they hid from God. Yeah. And so so sometimes I know for me, why do I hide is I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the person coming. And so in a way, I wonder if if God knew because of our sin, we would deal with worry and fear and in and, and these things. And it's it's a byproduct of letting sin come into our lives. And so I think I I wonder if he's like, okay, now that they have that, I have to help them to not let wow. that because then because that shame made them hide and God doesn't want you to hide. He wants you to come to him and be honest with him and, 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 and with him. And even when it says in Genesis that God says, why are you hiding? They're like, Oh, we didn't want you to see us naked. And then he goes, who told you you're naked? Mm-hmm. You know? And so that's when it, it's realized in that, in that. And then, so it's interesting that even sometimes with worry, Jesus had to give the perspective of the birds and the flowers, because in a way it's like Jesus telling us, you know, who told you you need to be worried? You know, look at them. They're not. Look at look at them. They're not. Why are you? And so I think that's the thing we, I, maybe that's the reason that God has to keep reminding us of it. Wow. But I think we have to continue to get that, the right perspective when worry comes. That's really great. Worry is a byproduct of sin. I mean, yeah. I got to write that down. I, I, <laughs> everything he just said was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's its own show right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's going to slap you across the face. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I guess if, if I could take off my headset and then my hat and then put my headset back on, I would throw my hat at you and say, come on, my gosh. Um, I was told this and this might be corny and, but I'm like full of metaphors and corniness. I'm, I'm the sum of all the people that have ever spoken positivity in my life. Mm-hmm. And and for whatever reason, I, I like I like poetry-ish conversations. I, I, I try to speak like that because of, that connects with me. But uh, a wise person once told me that like every time you tell somebody what's bothering you, that problem gets divided in half. Mm, yeah. Mm. And so I know in the beginning of my walk, I, I would tell God these things. But God then told me, you also have to tell somebody else. Because what we have is great, but I still need you to be out there in the general public and do things. And you're going to hold on to this worry and anxiety because sadly, sometimes you have to tell another human being the things that that you're ashamed of because that's going to help you get over the shame of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've, every time, like, yeah, the, the big things in my life, every every person I've disclosed that to, it just became smaller and smaller. Yeah. You know, these big, mm-hmm. these big mountains. And, and the, that's what the graphic is. If the, for, for the series is the idea of that, uh, we make, we make these giant mountains out of these little molehills, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. but I, I, I tend to, I tend to, to run to, to God first and then 
God almost always says, you should tell one of your, one of your people, you, one of the people you're confident with, one of the people that you trust, tell them, tell them the same, the, the same sin that you mm-hmm. just told me. And when you know it, it, it helped. It's helped for, for a lot, for a lot of years now that every time I tell somebody something that's really bothered me, even if I'm frustrated, yesterday I was frustrated. I went to pastor Dallas's office. I kind of sat down and I wasn't frustrated at anyone in particular, but as soon as I said it, I walked away. I'm like, huh, I'm not frustrated anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. the more people you talk, the more people you can be confident with mm-hmm. about a situation. In my experience, that like the, the severity of it just gets cut right in half. Yeah, and I think the old the the old man who told me that was was well because that because your friend's helping you carry it now, mm-hmm. and and your friend thinks that that's really light. Yeah, and so now you don't have to carry the whole thing yourself. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, you'll tell another person who you're confident with that you can trust that loves you. I ain't got three people holding that thing, and all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm barely holding this thing at all. This is yeah. nothing. So that's something that that has worked in my life and. I don't know if it would if it would help somebody to hear that. that yeah, tell people, tell people, and not mm-hmm. like everyone. And I we yeah. said this a, a while back in a podcast. You, know, you gotta be careful with the people you tell. Yes, especially sins, especially things that you had done that might be criminal. Yeah, you know you gotta be very very careful. Uh, yeah. But if you if you if you're listening, you're like, well, I don't have those people in my life that I could be confident with. You gotta get people in your life that you can be confident with. Mm-hmm. Where would I recommend you getting those people? Probably at your church. Yep. Yeah. Probably in your your the circle of people that you uh, discuss and study the word with. Yeah. And that if you don't have people that you regularly do that with, I can't I can't mm-hmm. promote that enough. Get a, a group of people that yep. you guys can discuss and the word over. Even if even if it's the sermon from this last Sunday, if you can have a couple people that you sit sit down with on a regular basis, and be like, well, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, not only were, will you guys sharpen each other's uh, view and, and sharpen each other's knowledge of the word, but mm-hmm. uh, you're building relationships there that yeah. that you can start trusting people. So I can't I can't recommend that enough. Yeah, I, groups groups are huge because groups is where you get to hear those perspectives. Groups is where you get to hear people go, oh, I I like that you said it like that. Mm-hmm. I needed to hear it like that. And so, you know, thankfully our church is is starting up groups very soon. Yeah. And for you to come in and be around a, a circle of believers that you could talk and go, I needed that perspective. Because mm-hmm. you always get that. You'll get that. And and sometimes you get that from maybe the most unlikely people. Yeah. And and that's where you're like, okay, we got to be friends because I, I like your perspective a ton. And so, yeah, that's really important. Don't just say like, come on, God, give me the answers. Yeah. Yeah. I think God will surround you around people who will help give you that answer. And you're like, thank you, God, for surrounding me with those people who yeah. can give me that perspective. Yeah, yeah, you... God has surrounded me with people that uh, that have, and it's not every sentence that they say I, I take right. for. Well, I gotta, I gotta re- re- replicate that. And some people more sentences than not, but my circle of people, if I if I uh, accumulate all these good positive sentences together, that all of a sudden has written my book. You know, that right. has written my character's book. That. I, I'm going to take a little bit from Pastor Dallas, going to take a little bit from Megan, going to take a little bit from da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. And all of a sudden, through 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 taking all these things that I find very useful and how mm-hmm. that they handle situations in their in their lives, I have all of a sudden have a have a phenomenal blueprint to live mine. Yeah. And if I surround myself with people that are taking their how-tos from the word, right. now the words, the words might my, my 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 shining light. Yeah. And I 
I know that some people listening here, because I, 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 because I just know this is humans, that they, they want to be handed things. They want to be handed the group. You know, this is a group, go here, problem solved. But sometimes groups aren't just going to be handed to you. And sometimes you need to, Man. you need to make them. That is good. And that sometimes requires some prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, to just really pray that God knows your heart and he knows what you, what you need. He's a good father and he wants to give you good gifts. And friends, like really close Jesus friends, those are really good gifts. Um, and so pray about that and pray that he would see your need and help kind of point you or steer you, something would prick your ears, you know, like this week that there would be a group and yeah, ideally it comes out of your church. Like, is there something or someone, uh, and maybe that's even just like serving or I don't know, you see somebody and you're like, I just want to talk to them. So do it. Like, I think, uh, I think we're all looking in a sense for those people. And like I said, um, in the opening, like they'll, they will hold you up a lot. Like what pastor Keith is saying. And then the, then you read the Bible verse, do not worry. And you're like, okay, okay. Right. It's a little bit easier to like take that in as opposed to being alone. And that alone is right where the enemy wants you. When you're alone and you're isolated, your thoughts can become as big as you let them, right? Like they can take up your whole house. It feels like at two in the morning, like your thought, your thoughts feel too big for you. And that's why when you're around other people, it helps just break that, that whole thing up. Like it just kind of shatters because it's not, it's not meant to, uh, control you like that. You should not be in isolation. Correct. I never seen a flower with one of its leaves on its forehead stressing. Like, oh my God, who's going to fertilize me? Where am I? What if it doesn't rain? What? God. Like, they just wake up and do what they were created to do be flowers. Incidentally, there's 369,000 species of flowers in the world. And not only does God take care of every one of them, he picked out a different outfit for each one of them. So why are you tripping? Why don't you take the energy you're wasting worrying about stuff that God's already promised to take care of and put that energy towards something worthwhile? Like what? Well, in the next verse, he tells us. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. He's saying, stop putting everything else everywhere else ahead of God. He's saying, whatever you focus on becomes the principal thing you see. If you focus first on money, you're going to worry about every dollar. If you seek health first, you're going to worry about every skin spot and every headache that you get. If you seek popularity first, you're going to worry about every critical word anyone says or posts about you. But if you seek God first, he'll handle all of that nonsense that has come around in your life. In other words, if you take care of his business, he'll take care of yours. That's, and that's it. It's, it's putting things in the right order. It's, it's stopping because I think that's what we have to remind ourselves too. You know, I, I became a Jesus person at 15. Uh, you became a Jesus person at two. You became a Jesus person <laughs> at 20 something. I, I don't know how yeah, you were. I don't know. Um, but, but, it, it, if, uh, but let's just say like, okay, 
we rededicated our lives at a certain age. Yeah. Maybe we could say that. We have to remember that there's been this many years of doing things without God mm-hmm. that, that we've gotten accustomed to. And stress and worry and anxiety and all these feelings, we've gotten accustomed to dealing with it first. And God's saying, I don't want you to deal with it. I want you to come to me first. Yeah. And, and, but, but when you come to me first, then I'll help you with this because your stress is nothing to me. You know, your worry is nothing to me. It's nothing. It's, it's, I, I have dealt with worse, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And, and that's a good thing too, is when you're around someone who's really an expert in something, you always go to them because to them, when you bring something that's a huge problem, you to the expert, they go, oh, there's nothing. And you're like, oh, and the rea and the relief that comes from that, like, cool. It's nothing to them. That's something you always want to hear from experts. Oh, this is nothing. Yeah. When they go, oh, this is something, you go, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Then you got to find another expert, okay? Is this is this something to you? No, this is nothing to me. Cool. God is the expert of all things. Mm. He is He is top class. He has all of the paperwork and documentations. He is the expert. So when we go to him, he's always going to go, oh, this is nothing. Your worry is nothing to me. I mean, and that's why I wanted you to look at the the leaves, and I wanted you to look at the the flower. I mean, the the flowers and the and the birds because they know that I got their back every time. Like it's just in them. So we've been used to sin. The flowers and the birds have been used to being in right standing with God, which I know I know that's not doctrinally true, but that's that, that's what made me realize why did God say that? You know, because they they did not fall into sin. You know that we see Adam and Eve did, and but the flowers didn't. Mm. You know, and so maybe that's why they don't have trust issues, mm. <laughs> and maybe that's why they don't have these frustrations because they've they haven't had this fifteen year break of trying to do it on their own. They've always been connected to God, and so uh, gosh, that just came to me. I don't know Sheesh. if that's right or not. I don't wow. know. I'm, I, I just was kind of thinking about that. And I go, maybe that's why that is. They're always just been connected. There's never been this you, disconnect. You are in rarefied so, air today, sir. Well, again, I don't, I don't have any scripture to back that up, you know, or, you know, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> or birds in sin. I mean, we don't see it. You know, I, so let's so. like from the previous segment that we talked about, find friends that you can get insight from. Like that's just, that sparks. Yeah. Huh. That sparks you to think differently. That sparks, yeah. that sparks an idea of, well, I mean, let's, let's, let's say that there is no doctrine on that. Yeah. But doesn't that not glorify God to say, good Lord, <laughs> you've even got the, even the birds. Like, yeah. Yeah. like that and get people around you that when you're done talking to them, you're, God is so glorified mm-hmm. and magnified that you're like, I, I love it when I walk away from a conversation, I feel so small, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I am just, mm-hmm. I am, if, if this world this is, a, is a sand, is a desert, I am, I am a singular particle of sand. Mm-hmm. I am their universe's world and I'm a sand particle for that particle. Like I'm so, <laughs> those are the conversations that make me go, how great is God? Yeah, because I mean, think, okay, think about birds. Why do they don't have the stress? Because they just know they know that God provides. How great you, is God? They don't have to. They don't have to like go like, "Hey, man!" And like Pastor said it, like, "Where's the Where's the worms at?" They know it's here. 
and they know to go here and, yeah. and, and God has given them the senses and to find and to, you know, it's just in them. Flowers don't worry about being, you know, uh, about growing because they know water's just going to come out of the sky. And it's interesting because they, they probably don't have to debate with other flowers. Like, you know, what do you mean? How do you know that? And it's like, it just happens. You know, I don't worry about it. It just happens. And then when I need sun, he gives me sun. He actually does it, you know, 12 hours a day every single day. And so they've, I mean, it's been their whole existence has been that, you know, for us, it's, it's, we understand it, but I think we've been fighting the things that God has always given us that, we, that he's always provided for us. And, it, and I think it's because our sin is separated from him. And so therefore we, it separated us from that trust and that, that knowledge of it's just, it's just there, you know? And wow. so, um, so in a way it's, it's, we have to, it's, <laughs> It's like, it's like Jesus saying, you need to have faith like a bird. <laughs> you have to have right. faith like flowers, you know, or faith like a mustard seed, which that's deep right there. If you think about it, like a, a seed is a plant. Anyways, I don't know. I just, I'm just kind of connecting the dots on why maybe that's why he said this and this and stuff, but it's just something I'm chewing on. Yeah. 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 Something I had written down is that faith is the antidote to anxiety. And yes. when you are you know, like you're saying, you're spending all of this energy and, and time and commitment, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> to kind of like fuel this anxiety. And it feels like this whirlwind, it feels like it's controlling you, but really like you're, you're on the ride. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, faith is a thing that, that can stop all of it. If you seek first the kingdom for, and you have to have faith that like what Jesus has said is true, right? But it takes faith either way. That's the thing. One way or another, it takes faith. It takes faith to be like, well, it's just not going to happen. Or, you know, this isn't for me. I'm just always going to be this way. Or God has never provided. I have, I have faith because I've seen it. (laughs) Like one way or another, it does, it does take faith. So I, yeah. Wow. Pastor Dallas, that was really, really good. And, and faith is always going to be tested. Yes. And, and why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's like a, a simple question that I don't think is, a, is asked nearly enough because I don't know if there's an answer for it. Mm-hmm. And questions that don't have answers, I know kind of leave you kind of like, oh, but if we have faith, if you have faith, we know it's going to be tested. The Bible tells yes, us it'll be true. tested. Mm-hmm. But, but why? To, but like, like why? Yeah. And it is to, 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 to develop perseverance, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. develop wisdom. Yeah. And it, but, you know, unfortunately I don't have like a, like a, like an answer on why it happens more to you than mm-hmm. the person next to you. Yeah. I, it's, oh, man, I'm, I'm on the bird thing still. Cause like, even I was thinking about like, you know, think about the reason that they don't worry is because I think if they, you know, some, they know that food's going to come somewhere. They just know it may not be the same spot, but it's going to come somewhere. And I think as people, we have to remember that sometimes we have to remember that it's going to come. It just may not come when we want it to come or the place we want it to come, you know, for a bird, if they go to the ground and a worm's not there, they go, okay, they don't go, why isn't the worm here? I thought the worm was going to be right here. Why isn't it not here? Like they don't do that. They just go, okay then it must be here. Or if it's not here, it's gotta be here. And I think that's what we have to remind ourselves when we're circumstances where it may not go the way we want it to, like you said, but that doesn't mean that, you know, that was always God's plan. We wanted it to be there. Mm-hmm. But God was like, no, I, I, I know I'm, I want to provide for you. It's just not going to be here the way you want it. Yeah. It yeah. may be over here. Yeah. Yeah, and totally. so like, I, I don't know. It's just, 
I, I get it more and more now that we talk about it. Like when you look at just the functioning of birds and flowers, you go, that makes sense why he uses those analogies because they just do it and they don't question it and they just yeah. go and they trust God. Well, and, do what you were created to do, yeah. right? Yeah. And we know that we were created to worship. Mm-hmm. We were created to worship God. We were created to seek his kingdom. And so when, yeah, when you're doing those things, you will, maybe you're, you're going to dig the little hole and you're not going to find the worm, yeah. but, but you're going to keep seeking because you know what you're chasing after and you know what you were created to do. And yeah. eventually, yeah, it'll, it'll just happen. I love that you said that. I don't know. The sun shines. It just happens. It just happens. <laughs> like yeah. a, God's good. I don't know. It just happens. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I wonder how much of our, of our everyday circumstance and problem derive not, not necessarily because I, I lack faith that God will do it, but I am displeased with the tempo in which he does, mm-hmm. you know, Ooh. like, like, mm. oh no, God, I, I, I trust you. I, I want you to have this, but how come you're not doing it like the way I want? Like, yeah the speed in which I want you, I want you, I want you to solve this problem today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to remind yourself, uh, you have to be reminded that we're playing on God's time. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I, I, I know that sometimes we'll fall into to, to these ideas that we are the hero of this story mm-hmm. and our, right. our, even our own life. What we aren't necessarily the, the, the main character in it. Yeah. We are, I, I'm I'm more Scotty Pippen than I am Michael Jordan on, mm. on on this team of 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 players I'm surrounded with. And if you if you don't get that analogy, Scotty Pippen's one of the best number two guys yeah. in all of the NBA history. We all know Michael Jordan. We all yeah. know the shoes. We all know yeah. the the greatness on the court, um, all of his other business endeavors. Uh, Michael Jordan's always touted as the, the best player mm-hmm. to have ever played, but yeah. Michael Jordan always had Scottie Pippen. Mm-hmm. Always had Scottie Pippen. Yeah. And Scottie Pippen, uh, also a Hall of Famer. Yep. Um, he was he could could Jordan have done those things without Pippen? You know, so I I I, I like to think of my life as I don't have to be Michael Jordan in every team I'm on. Mm-hmm. You know, but if I if I'm a good Scottie Pippen, if 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 when I think like that, it not only knocks me down a few pegs of of uh, of an ego, mm-hmm. it, it encourages humility. It also encourages yeah. that that in 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 the team that God has me on, uh, I don't necessarily have to be the captain. I don't I don't I don't have to be the referee. I don't have to uh, work the scoreboard. I just got to be a good role player. Just got to be a good role player. And I'm I'm playing, uh, I'm playing on God's time. And sometimes that means that. My problems, while God hears them, and the answer is yes, it's it, a lot of times it's yes, son, but not right now. I and and I can I can fight back and forth on like, well, why not? Do do I not deserve it right now? Do I not have I have I am I unworthy of it right now? And sometimes I will not understand or see the answer on why not right now. Yeah, but God sees all. Yep. and so either I am going to live by. God and by his play, by his plan, or I'm going to be living by my own. And when I live by my own, that's when, that's when I start worrying about, uh, my surroundings Mm -hmm. where the birds don't. Yeah. God's God. They're playing by God's time than birds. Mm -hmm. They know when they're going to migrate, you know, because God's going to tell them. Yeah. And you always wonder like when you see birds migrate and if you're not a bird fan, this probably episode's probably a real burn for you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you you're like, you, they, they just, they know, they know when to go. 
Yeah. And then, yeah. and then especially on those days where it's like, well, it got really warm for two more weeks in September. Should they have left? They're gone. Yeah. Them birds are gone. They were told to go. They went. They're somewhere in North Carolina yeah. soaking up. Yeah. So it's like not even as if it's by accident. Even when in our head we're like, oh, all the birds are gone, but it's, it got, it got so warm. Or a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when we had that two 24-inch snowstorm, mm-hmm. the yeah. big worry was all those birds came back already. Oh yeah. Right? So you you should put out food for the for the robins yeah, or they're all gonna right. die. God had that. Yeah. Them birds, them them birds didn't survive because mankind put out bird food. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's true. <laughs> that, like, let's be real, guys. Yeah. You you helped a little bit by putting the dish of bird feed out because mm-hmm. because that's was just good hearted and good nature. <laughs> I tell you what, you had if you had not done that. Mm-hmm. We'd still have robins today. I forgot yeah. about that. All right, we'd still yeah. have robins. Mm-hmm. God has got this. Sometimes we want to go out there and and put food out because we are. I, I, I hope we have a nature of good in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but again, that's still kind of the backwards thinking of oh, if I don't do this, we ain't gonna have robins. They're all going to die. No. Yeah. No, they're not all gonna die. Live by faith, not live, sight. Live right? by faith and not by sight. tomorrow's worries in its proper perspective. Jesus covers that perfectly with the final statement. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough worry about itself. Every day has enough trouble of its own. You know, God doesn't promise to give you strength for tomorrow. He promises to give you strength for today. You don't need strength for tomorrow today because tomorrow's not promised. You know, there's really two days you should never worry about, yesterday and tomorrow. Yesterday's gone and tomorrow might never get here. Yesterday's a memory and tomorrow's a dream. You know the word worry comes from an old German word, worgen. It literally means to strangle. And for some of you, your worry about tomorrow is choking the joy out of your today. Mark Twain totally understood that. He said, I've been through some terrible things in my life that never happened. Is that true for you? Well, Psychology Today wrote about a study that said 85% of the things that people worried about never happened. And with the 15% that did happen, 75% of the people discovered either they were able to handle the problem better than they thought they would or that the problem actually taught them a lesson worth learning. Have you ever had something that you were tripping on that when it was done, you were like, I'm so glad that that happened to me? Because in the midst of that, you learned some lessons, not only about yourself, but you learned some lessons about the Lord that you would have never learned had God not stretched your faith muscle. In other words, 97% of what we worry about either won't happen or it won't be nearly as bad as we think it will be. If you want to get rid of worry, you have to leave tomorrow alone. He's got it. Like, he's, he's got you. There's an empty cross and there's an empty tomb that proves that. There's an empty cross and an empty tomb that proves there is no hill he can't climb, no problem he can't solve, no question he can't answer. All you have to do is seek him first because if you'll take care of God's business, he'll take care of yours. I can't tell you how many times I've worried about something and worried about something and worried about it and like planned it out and then planned it out again and like printed out the map and tried to figure it all out. And then it actually happens and it was fine. 
And half the things that I thought were going to happen didn't happen. The other half, when they did happen, it was like, oh, this is no big deal. I'll just read the sign and go the right way. Right. Mm -hmm. And like uh, there was provision in the time that the provision needed to happen. And so God doesn't promise to give you strength for tomorrow. He promises to give you strength for today. And so soak up the provision that you've gotten today. And sometimes that's going to look different. Like Mm -hmm. I need different things today than I need tomorrow. And so am I... Am I focusing on the provision that I've been given today and how I'm going to work with that provision and how it's going to bolster the kingdom of God and how it's going to make me a better person? Uh, or am I worried about all of the other things that could possibly happen? Like like when my son got sick uh, this past year and I was just so worried and so upset about it. And you know what? The night came because the night's always the worst, right? You're always scared of the night, like when the kids are sick and the fever and all the things, right? Uh, And I was just so stressed out, so upset. Like I was actually beside myself. I felt like I was sick myself. I was like, I'm this is it. I've got it. I'm coming down with it. I'm going to be up all night in the bathroom. This is going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. And we all slept through the night. And I woke up the next morning. I was like, I was so worried. I was worried sick. I was so upset. But God gave me the things that I needed to have when I have it. And you know what? The times where he is up sick all night, it's not that bad. We can this is going to end. This too shall pass. God, mm-hmm. God's giving us strength uh, for what we need right now. So I love this. I'm going to hold on to some of these things for a long time. Really good. It's interesting too, Jack, because I think I love that Jesus says that don't worry about tomorrow because it has its own issues. I think naturally we, all we want to do is focus on the future. Okay. You know, and so what happens is we don't focus on today and we don't focus on Jesus. The first instance, you know, um, Scripture came ahead with Psalm 118, 24. It says, this is a day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah. I think God wants you to focus on the day so that you'll rejoice for today. And know you give credit to God for giving us this day. This is the day. So focus on the day. He's given us this day. We weren't promised this day. We yeah. were given this day. So we should be rejoice and be glad in it. Wow. So focus on the day that God has given you. And because again, we can focus on so many things that haven't happened. And we don't even know if we're promised those days. Those days could be long gone. And we're so focused on, okay, I got to focus on that. and focus on that. and going to focus on that. But that we lose sight of the day. How am I going to rejoice today? How am I going to be glad today? How am I going to give thanks to God for today? You know, there's times I have to write in my prayer journal, God, thank you for today. Like, thank you that you've given me this day. Thank you that you've given me um, this perspective, this, yeah. this, you know, and so I think that's why it's so important is because we need to focus on the day God has given us and be thankful for it. And because what, if we focus too much on the future, then it ruins our day. We can't even enjoy a day because we're mm. not even focused on it. Mm. You know, it's like trying to drive, but you're looking in the rear view mirror. You know, you can't go anywhere. You're going to hit something. You got to focus on today and not focus. And, and the same thing with, with driving too. If you focus way too far that what's ahead, you won't see that stop sign in front of you. I've ran a lot of stop signs because I was so focused on the, what I couldn't see. <laughs> I, I, and my wife loves me. You just ran a stop sign. I go, you're right. I was so focused on that building Jeez. that I missed the stop sign in front of me. <laughs> you terrifying. see Dallas on the road. Just <laughs> yeah, look out. Through, yeah, just yeah, just run out in your window and say, "Focus on today." Yeah. But, but don't, but don't do that because he's going to focus on you. And you and <laughs> yeah. Hey, you Boom. steer. You steer where you stare. Right. Yeah. Ooh, come on. Ooh. <laughs> hey. 
stupid. Well, that's good. But that's, that's it. That's, that's why that I've hit, so that, 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 hit so many curbs, I think. That, that's the sentence, right? Yeah, that's, that's it. You that's had nothing it. else no, on I that. No, I just dropped yeah? it. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think that, I think, uh, and this is totally my own opinion, all right? Yeah. So we'll premise this on, it's my own opinion, not biblical, uh, that I think that in my own life, uh, when I don't have a lesson mastered, God tempts like tests me on it over and over and over again. And then when I yeah. think I did it, okay, like I passed ish, uh, until I get a definitive, uh, ace on that, on that test, I tend to get the lesson over and over again. And w- one of the lessons that I think we all get repeatedly is the, the faith and trust in God. Mm. Uh, uh, th- today I, I prayed that my sin be less than it was yesterday. I mean, if, if it can be removed completely, that'd be fantastic. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know that I, I know I'm never going to live sinless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's just that that's impossible, yeah. but all things are possible. Yeah. With the proper amount of faith. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded that the, the, the disciples were, were just human too. Mm-hmm. Christ was human. He was man, but they had such faith that, they were able to do miraculous things. And sometimes I, I, I lose focus on, uh, I, I give, I give a certain sin more credit than it, than it really is because yeah. Uh, more miraculous things could come if my faith was more. Mm-hmm. But today I asked that my, that my sin is better than it was yesterday mm-hmm. that I'm repulsed by it more today. Yeah. So I don't want to do it that like a hot stove with my hand, uh, one of these days I'm going to put my hand on the stove and it's going to burn so much that I won't even want to go near the stove anymore. Mm-hmm. I pray that thing. I pray that. Yeah. But I'm also a goldfish when it comes to these types of things. I love that saying. It was a Ted, Ted Lasso said it. Think, I think like goldfish. Mm-hmm. Goldfish notoriously have the worst memories of, mm-hmm. of all yep. creatures on earth. Uh, you got to shake it off. Think mm-hmm. like a goldfish. And I, I like to do that with certain circumstances, you know, the... Uh, this too shall pass. Shake it off. Yeah. But you know what? That I, I can't have my cake and eat it too because I think like a goldfish sometimes with faith. Yeah. Like, like I trust you, God. I trust you, God. And like a goldfish, I don't trust God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got this. Yeah. God, yeah. take this from me. God, take this from me. God, take this from me. Two seconds later, I got this. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like this notorious everlasting lesson of my faith will be tested on a daily basis. And every morning I have to remind myself to think like a goldfish on some things, mm-hmm. but try and keep a memory like an elephant on another. Yeah. And wow. uh, so a lot of times I wish they were flip-flopped, that my faith would be <laughs> would be the one thing that I'd be like an elephant with. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd be able to let go of all the things that, all the wrongs that people have done to me. Yeah. But sadly, that hasn't been the case so far. But I still got, I'm still working on it. I ain't, I ain't done with this. I ain't done with this, uh, with this test yet. Yeah. But when I am graded out, I think that my, I truthfully think my life will be done here. Mm-hmm. When I'm ready to be graded out on that, that big assignment of faith. And by the grace of God, Christ Jesus, I pass. Yep. My hope is now that we've talked and chewed this, maybe we will worry less today 
Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing is 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 going like, well, I I struggle with worry. Try not, you know what? Challenge yourself not to worry as much today that's as you good. did yesterday. That's good. And just keep going, because I could tell you there are some, you know, we're not sinless, but the more and more we seek God first, we are going to sin less and in certain things. Yeah. yeah. And I hope that I worry less when I seek God first. Yeah. And yeah. And, and that's it. That that's whatever you, whatever you focus on, like pastor said in the intro, whatever you, whatever you focus on, you're going to manufacture. Yes. Yep. If it's woe me, you know, I'm going to go, well, how's that saying go? I'm going to go eat dirt and die or something. Yeah. Then that's what you're going to get. Isn't there like an Eeyore guy? Yeah. I was going to say Eeyore. Is that I'm Eeyore? I'm going to go eat dirt. Or- you were dirt that? and die. I'm like, this is uh, a kid's book. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you, you manufacture that, that lifestyle, yeah. that mindset. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you're going to mass produce it. Yeah. Some people mass produce it at a great rate, but yeah. it's tough to mass produce negativity when Christ is on your side. Come on. <laughs> it's tough to, it's tough to mass produce anything when, when, when you're living for Christ and not yourself. So, Hey, today, you ain't got to be a pro at this. Just yeah. try and do it a little bit better than you did yesterday. And tomorrow, if it comes, if it comes, you got another crack at it. Yep. So thanks for joining us today for this episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and think someone you know may benefit from the topics we discuss, please share the link to this podcast on your social media platforms. We'd also love it if you rated and reviewed the podcast so we could get more and more people exposed to this podcast and ultimately the life-giving message of Jesus. My name's Pastor Keith. I'm Dallas. I'm Megan. Uh, we can't wait to talk with you again next week. Why? <laughs> I can do it with you. Okay, ready? Because next week, come hungry because we're going to... Nom, 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 nom. She won that. that. <laughs> <laughs>